This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Have you ever wanted to dress like an NBA player, but you're balling on a budget? Now you can do it with Indochino. R.J. Barrett rocked New York City with his pink suit on draft day, and now you can shop his collection at Indochino. If you don't know, Indochino is the world's largest made-to-measure menswear brand. They make suits, shirts, sports coats, and more, and everything is made to your exact specifications. Plus, you get to personalize all the details, including your lapel, lining, and monogram. The process is simple. Choose your fabric, pick your customations, and submit your measurements. Your package will be delivered straight to your door in two weeks. If online shopping isn't your thing, you can get measured and design your suit at your nearest Indochino showroom. Right now, you can get $30 off your total purchase of $3.99 or more at Indochino.com when entering code BLUEWIRE at checkout. Plus, shipping is free. That's Indochino.com, promo code BLUEWIRE. For $30 off your total purchase of $3.99 or more, plus free shipping, that's an incredible deal for made-to-measure clothing. You really have no excuse anymore to wear clothing that doesn't fit you perfectly. You are listening to On The Daily, the Rotoviz Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast, powered by Rotoviz Radio. Hello and welcome to On The Daily, a daily fantasy sports podcast brought to you by my bookie, Indochino, ShipStation, and Harry's. My name is Matt LaMarca. You can find me on Twitter at Matt LaMarca, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Matt Jones, who you can find on Twitter at MattJonesTFR. Uh, Matt, how's it going? It's going, man. We got... Uh... We got Jay Z back on Spotify, which was a a pretty big uh, pretty big deal for my writing process today. Um, and uh, yeah, just just uh, another good week in cash for NFL. And yeah, it was uh, it was it's been solid, man. Yeah, Living you continue you continue to basically hit the nuts against me every single week. <laughs> um, I, I think at this point you've clinched our other head to head. So now it's my turn to press. All, All right. right. And we're going to go best out of three series. Luckily, Perfect. you don't have to listen to just me and Jones today. We managed to uh, to con yet another great guest into donating some of their time to us. His name is Elliot Christ. Elliot is the chief product officer over at the Quan Edge. You can find him on Twitter at Elliot Christ. Elliot, thanks for coming on. How's everything going with you? Good, man. I, uh, I'm i happy to hear that Jay-Z is really helping your process. I remember when Taylor Swift brought back her stuff on Spotify, and that was a monumental day in my life. Uh, so, an- another so. great day. Absolutely. <laughs> um, in all seriousness, guys, I appreciate you having me on. You know, we were, we were chatting pre-show. I'm, I'm excited. I think this will be a fun show. Before we get into week 14, just want to remind you guys about Rotovis Patreon. The fantasy playoffs are here in a lot of leagues. If you did make the playoffs, you need to make sure you're taking advantage of this Rotoviz Patreon. Get access to the Rotoviz Radio Slack channel where you can ask questions and gain league winning advice from many of the podcast and writing team. Become a Rotoviz Radio patron today to join an exclusive community of listeners, access premium content, and do your part in helping the network to grow and continue to produce high quality industry leading programming. And speaking of exclusives, as a loyal podcast listener, you can get a 10% discount off a Rotoviz NFL pass right now. If you somehow managed to make the playoffs without being a Rotoviz subscriber, now is the time to sign up, get access to all of the NFL content and tools so you can get amazing value, support the podcast network, and hopefully take down your league playoffs. Once again, rotoviz.com slash podcast. FinFan18 took down the Listener League. 
just, this, just this guy is a machine. With us. Jeez, this guy this is a guy. machine. Uh, that's his fourth time he's won, eighth time he's cashed out of 25 contests. Like, I think if we, like, FinFan's probably hoping we just make this, like, a $1,000 buy-in moving forward, and he can retire. So No, we, what we need to really do is uh, see if he's actually a listener and, like, just post the post the link somewhere else and not put it in the league. Cause, or I just don't know. have him share his lineup with us, you know? Yeah, okay. Hey, that, FinFan, that could work, we've too. given you so much money at this point. Why don't you help me and Jones out? Find us on Twitter. DM us a lineup. Uh, we'll shout you out after we win, like like your fantasy cruncher. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the quarterback position. Uh, right now, we've got Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes at the top, but they have flipped spots from where they were last year uh, last week. Jackson was seven k; he's up to seventy four hundred. Mahomes is down from seventy four hundred to seven k. Jackson is heading to Buffalo as a five and a half point favorite. Mahomes and the Chiefs going to Foxborough as three-point dogs. Are you paying up for either of these guys in cash, and how are you approaching them in GPPs? Let's start with you first, Elliot. Yeah, I mean, Lamar Jackson is, you know, I don't, quite frankly, I don't care if, you know, I don't want to make it religious, but Jesus was on the other side of the ball, right? I'm, I'm playing <laughs> Lamar Jackson at this point. He's he's the Konami code. His rushing upside, is, he's in his own tier. You know, and the fact that last last week, you know, he was mispriced at 7K. He had 26 points, and he finished with 105 passengers. Like, the the ways that he can get you there is better than anyone else. Mahomes is playing one of the better secondaries. I know that, you know, Watson had a good game against them, and their, their numbers are inflated due to their schedule. But Mahomes' performance has been up and down of late. You know, some of that regression that we all knew was going to hit has hit him. And ultimately, I think Lamar Jackson has a higher floor and a higher ceiling. So for me, I'm paying the 400. Typically, I don't want to pay up for quarterback, but Lamar Jackson has kind of broken that. Yeah, I mean, he's finished as a top 12 quarterback basically every week this season. Uh, He didn't do it week three. He didn't do it week five. But other than that, it's been just really, really elite production and you don't have to pay that much for quarterbacks anymore. Like the difference between Jackson and some of the next tier down is, you know, a thousand bucks less in certain cases. So, uh, yeah, it's hard. It's getting harder and harder to justify not just locking him into your cash lineup every single week. Jones, what are your thoughts on this top tier here? Um, yeah, I mean, pretty much all that all that Elliot said and that you were just saying is is how I feel about it. There's not a chance that I'm not playing Lamar in cash this week. His uh, if you throw out the first week, oh, was it the Dolphins game, right? Where they like he actually didn't run. I, I think he had like one or two rushing attempts. If you throw that game out and you just look at his rushing pr- fantasy production since then, he's basically averaging the same amount of points just from his rushing as Philip Lindsay is averaging during that stretch, um, which is pretty absurd. You know, Philip Lindsay is fifty three hundred dollars this week, and then you also get the passing on top of it. So. I'm just going to not overthink these things and just continue to figure out ways to get Lamar. And there's definitely value on the slate where even if you're a little bit worried about paying that much, like you can get away with it. All right. So if we aren't paying up, it sounds like we all are paying up. But hypothetically, (laughs) if we weren't paying up, who are some other targets uh, that you might be considering this week, Elliot? Um, You know, anytime you play the Dolphins, you get put on the radar. Right. I mean, the Dolphins just make you a QB one. And Sam Darnold obviously had a rough week last week, but him and Robbie Anderson seem to be connecting more, which means more vertical shots down the field. We know the Dolphins struggle to cover the slot with Jameson Crowder. It's a very stackable game. Sam Darnold at 6K. But again, (laughs) I probably just want to spend up and and play Lamar. You know, when you kind of have a quarterback that has a floor of 28 and the ceiling in in the 40s, it it gets really difficult to justify not spending the extra money. But I'm, I'm trying to, you know, appease the question and the other guy i i think what week are we on 14 now so yes, i've sir. written yep. up th- written them up oh i haven't written them up yet but it will be week number 13 in a row that i do it Jameis winston just scores fantasy points and i know he struggled last week they got up 25 nothing that is not the typical buck buck script uh their defense is a pass funnel defense he turns the ball over a ton but i swear it helps him because the other team gets like a pick six he's back on the field and chucking more you know, we're looking at a guy prior to last week who's basically throwing, 
you know, 45 plus times a game. Um, to Chris Godwin and Mike Evans takes a ton of vertical shots, looking locked and loaded for 300 plus yards. But prior to last week, he did it every week since week two. Every week, but one since week two. And you know, you you, you so you start saying, okay, he's got a 15 points from his 300 plus passing yards. He's going to run what two to six times for 20 to 40 yards. Okay, we're at 19 points. He's going to throw two to four touchdowns. And he's going to lose two points from turnovers. They don't kill me on DraftKings. So, when, once, like, I, I know it's a very that's a very basic projection model for him, but it's literally what he does every single week. Yeah, yeah, and he the the volume. I I was going to bring up Winston too. Like, just the just in general, the passing attempts are just always going to be there. Like you said, like they they put up what twenty eight points last week. He threw for two sixty eight. Like he just didn't get the touchdowns. So. And obviously it wasn't like it was just a weird game in general, like what Evans had 50 yards, Godwin had 53 or whatever, the reverse. And then like Perriman had like almost 90. yards. It was just a very weird game that I don't really see. I don't really see that uh, repeating too many times. So, um, yeah, I I definitely agree. I want to get some Winston and GPPs if I can. And no one ever plays them. I know. (laughs) <laughs> no one ever plays James Winston. He's always sub like seven percent. Yeah. And last week was the outlier of all outlier games, right? I mean, Peyton Barber two touchdowns and an offensive touchdown. Like that's to me, that's a great time to go back to him. Yep. Anybody else, Jones, that you're looking at here? Um, I think I'm definitely still interested in uh, in Deshaun Watson, um, sixty five hundred, right around the same price. I mean, he'll, I think he'll probably. I don't know, maybe double, double the ownership of, of Winston this week. Um, just cause he's a, he's a little bit of a discount from those top guys. And I think people are still a little scared to, to pay seven K and up for a quarterback. Um, but he's had, he's had over 19 DraftKings points in seven of the last eight games. He started off a little bit weird, but since then he's really, uh, he's really put it together. So I think that, uh, I think Watson is definitely in play, but, um, I mean, I'm I've been building three lineups every week, so two of them is going to have Lamar, and one of them is going to have either Jameis or Deshaun. That's pretty much all I'm doing this week. I actually I, I think this is a pretty interesting week for quarterback because I think there are some like guys you look at and you say, okay, well they stand out from a matchup perspective, and then there are other options you look at and you say, well they stand out from like a pricing perspective. Like Kyler Murray jumped off the page to me at fifty eight hundred. I get I get the matchup versus Pittsburgh is is not ideal, but I mean Devlin Hodges is fifty nine hundred, you know Sam Darnold <laughs> is six k. Like how is how is Kyler cheaper than those guys? You know he's always going to have the huge ceiling because of his rushing upside. I get that he hasn't run maybe as much as we've expected him to this season, but he still has touchdowns on the ground in back to back games. Like I I think that Murray probably goes under on this week despite just a really ridiculously low price tag. I, the one thing I want to monitor with Murray this week is his hamstring. Because if you watched that game last week, he was like limping around a little bit. And um, I want to make sure we can capture that rushing upside. Obviously, he's still at the four rushes for 28 yards. He's coming off one of his worst games. But he's a high floor, high ceiling guy, right? Anytime you get a rushing quarterback, he is he is mispriced. <laughs> Devlin Hodges, 59 that's where we've come with DraftKings. Like Devlin Hodges used to be like a 4,700 play. And you'd be like, you know what? I have a whole big Twitter battle today with uh, you know expected fantasy points uh, and then the <laughs> flow charts and all that stuff, right? But I think um, the Cardinals are, what, averaging like 6.9 more fantasy points per game than the, the average against them. And that's still yeah. putting Hodges at like 16. <laughs> like The Steelers don't throw the ball. He's, Murray's a much better play on that side of the ball. Though, if I had to pick a really cheap quarterback, and I, I know I'm rambling here a little bit, so I apologize, but Andy Dalton is 5,200. Last week, he was it was either him or Lamar for me. He should have had about 18 points. He had the one of the easiest drops ever. I don't know if you guys saw that game. If uh, I live in Jersey, and I'm a Jets fan, so that game was on the top TV. It was not great football. But Andy Dalton had a <laughs> drop touchdown, and they got up big, so they stopped throwing in the second half. I'm willing to bet that the Bengals are not about to get up big again and stop throwing. So from a volume perspective at 5,200, I think he's a reasonable punt. I like that. I'm also a Jets fan, uh, and 
I knew just a hundred with a hundred percent certainty. I knew that they were losing that game. You know, like going yeah. from a road underdog to the Raiders to now they're a road favorite or a home underdog, I should say. Now, now home favorite. Like that was just. I'm a betting man, and it was just easy money. Uh, another guy to me that stands out from a volume perspective. You want to talk about volume? Like I get that he hasn't played well, but Tom Brady, sixty-one hundred. Anybody interested in him? Uh, threw the ball 47 times last week, third time out of four games. He's thrown at least 46 times. Now he gets the Chiefs. Uh, again, like we have some questions. Maybe Father Time has finally caught up to Brady, but it's hard to pass up that that kind of potential volume at 6,100 in you know what should be a, a pretty high-scoring, high-paced type of game environment. What's the, what's the total on that game, like 48? 48 and a half, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I th- I think that that makes sense. Like I I don't really see like the 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 domination and just being like, oh, it's the Patriots and Foxborough, so they're just gonna take the air out of the ball. Like I I don't think that that's really a thing. Um, so I yeah, I think he's fine. I think they he can't can... run the ball anymore. You know, like right. their their running game Michelle's is just you do beat business. the Chiefs on the ground though, right? You no, do I, I, run I it right. It. I get it, but like. I just don't think giving Sony Michelle twenty plus carries is a good formula against anybody. Like they could be playing my flag football squad, and I think that that might backfire. <laughs> well, he yeah, can't they, make they anyone really... miss. So yeah, that one makes sense. <laughs> he might run you guys over, but <laughs> with flag, you might have a shot. The one question I'd have with Tom Brady is, what year is it? It would be twenty nineteen. 2019 right and he's what 42 years old right like i feel like <laughs> i feel like father time is undefeated and brady has had some monster comebacks against him but he looked terrible in that texans game and a lot of that stuff came in garbage time um still counts but i think it, it, it absolutely counts it's it's just tough to count on it when you're a three-point home favorite against the chiefs um the the great thing about that is there's definitely Chiefs and Patriots you want in that game, and Brady would be the contrarian quarterback to stack them up. I think it's more of a large field play. All right, anybody else we want to highlight here at QB before we move on? I mean, if the if the Giants were on the slate, we could talk about Eli for 25 minutes, but I guess uh, <laughs> I guess we're gonna have to move on since they're Monday night. And thank God for that. What a blessing that is. The world gets to watch Eli Manning play. Oh, man, just just yeah. excellent, excellent football being played by the Eagles right now, too. So I'm sure that game will be entertaining. Before we get on to running back, I just want to talk about ship station. Uh, the holiday rush is officially here, and you have to be able to ship out your orders quickly, efficiently, and affordably. How do you keep track of all those orders, decide which shipping carrier to use, or know you're getting the best rates? That's where ShipStation can help. With just a few clicks, you'll be managing orders, printing labels, and getting those products out the door and delivered in time for the holidays. ShipStation works with all of the major carriers, including USPS, FedEx, and UPS, so you can compare and choose the best shipping solution for you and your customer. No wonder ShipStation is the number one choice of online sellers. You'll ship more in less time with the best rates available. Take the hassle out of holiday shipping this year. Let ShipStation handle you. Let ShipStation handle it all with ease. Just use my offer code BLUE to get a 60-day free trial. That's two months free of no hassle, stress-free holiday shipping. Just visit ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the page, and type in BLUE. That's ShipStation.com, promo code BLUE, ShipStation.com, make ship happen. All right, running back. Jones, it's time for your favorite segment of the week. Uh, let's talk <laughs> about Christian McCaffrey. Uh, he but. finally he finally, uh, he finally, finally let us down. But you know what? Like, it still didn't kill anybody. I mean, you, right. I, I'm still pretty sure the guy in, who won the Millie Maker had McCaffrey in their lineup. Yep. So he's now down to to a bargain of ten thousand three hundred. Uh, is it just another lock him in situation for you? Yeah, like <laughs> I don't like I don't I don't even understand this line of questioning, sir. Like, yeah, it's he. I'm just gonna keep playing him. Like, I don't. I just I, I just think the like that was the worst case scenario last week. 
and he still scored 17. I know whatever 17 is is not great for 10.3, but it's still 17 points in your lineup. And if you're not adult, you could figure out how to make the rest of your lineup work, and it didn't kill you. Like my, I had him in cash, and my cash lineup still put up 177. So it it wasn't like it wasn't like he put up two. And you were just completely done for. So, yes, I am going to continue playing him until uh, until they make him 12K. And that's not going to happen. So I'm just going to keep playing him for the next five weeks or whatever it is. I love how your voice, your tone, like, you almost get, like, insulted that I even bother asking. I have to do it, you realize. No, I, no, I know. I, I know. I just, I I think that the in the buffet this week, in, in my article, I think I wrote, like, seven words in that Carolina <laughs> Panthers section about McCaffrey. Cause I was just like, I re- I just literally wrote, I was like, do we have to do this? Like just play, just play McCaffrey. <laughs> uh, Elliot, do you feel the same way as Jones or is, or do you have a little more, uh, is there a little more question with you in terms of the price tag for him? Uh, I, I literally write the same thing every week. I say, I'm not going to waste your time or my play McCaffrey. Just play <laughs> All right, well, I guess we can't make it any clearer than that. He saw 13 targets last week. He saw 13 targets last week, and he had two carries inside the two. He didn't kill us in DFS, but all my best ball championship teams that finished in fourth and fifth um, all had McCaffrey and all lost by, like, within within three points. So I I really wish he didn't get tackled inside the one, but that's me tilting on something else. McCaffrey is just, you know, McCaffrey and Lamar are the two cheat codes of fantasy football this year, then you can kind of figure out the rest. Yeah, there's no, like I said before, too, like there's not there. It's not like there's impossible decisions. It, there's a very clear route to get with to get Jackson and McCaffrey into your lineup. So it's not like it's not impossible. Yep. Like I've said a couple times on the show this year, I have both on my Scott Fishball team, which is a big reason why I went 12 and 0 during the regular season. So I'm coming McCaffrey, for you. Lamar, let's just get him in our lineups and uh, hopefully it's not a double sanding week for me if they bust. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Derrick Henry, 8200 on DraftKings. Highest price we've seen for him all year, but he just continues to smash. Like, the Sucks. Tennessee offense I in general so kind of smashes. Uh, Ryan Tannehill so has quietly <laughs> been, a, been a pretty good quarterback, but Derrick Henry every week scores, and it seems like every week gets 100 yards. So, Elliot, what are we doing with Henry at this price tag? Is he too expensive now? Uh, you know, middle of the road type matchup against the Raiders. Like, what are we doing with Henry here? Yeah. Um, so annoying. I think one really interesting thing about Henry, right, is everyone is tweeting out the same stat, right? I, I can't not go on Twitter and find out what Derrick Henry has done in his last 16 games with 20 touchdowns <laughs> and 1,700 rushing yards, right? It's, you know I, know, I know the big joke in DFS is that all the top players share lineups, but I swear all the people swear uh, share Twitter accounts with the Derrick Henry <laughs> stuff. It is interesting. Rich Rebar tweeted out before this run, like like nine straight Derrick Henry touchdowns were from one yard. Um, I know he's a much better second-half player, but a guy that doesn't catch passes at 8,200, for me, it's really going to depend on ownership. Like if he was a sub-10 guy, I'd want some exposure to him. But if he's going to get chalky, there's just so many paths to him busting, uh, scoring 20 or less points that, to me, you're talking about a guy with a three-target ceiling. Um, if I have to wager on a guy getting 130 yards and two touchdowns, I'm going to take the under. Seems reasonable to me. Uh, Jones, you're in the same boat? Yeah, I mean, we're just going to keep keep banging this drum and just keep seeing him crush every every single week. At least, like... Two weeks ago, we had hope, right? Like, it, I think it was what they play the the Jags two weeks ago, and the first quarter he like really didn't do anything, and I was like, finally these morons are gonna get it on DraftKings. It's gonna be great. And then he went off for like thirty two points. Um, yeah, I'm just never gonna play. I'm never gonna pay eighty two hundred dollars for a guy who isn't gonna see any work in the passing game. Like, it's just not gonna happen. And if that keep if that beats me, then I guess so be it, but there, there's just no reason to continue to do this. I, I, I can't. <laughs> All right, so if we're not going with Henry, is there anybody else, you know, in that 6,500 and up price tier that you think is a more appealing pivot? Um, I mean, I, I'm probably going to play some Alvin Kamara. Uh, 7,000, I think, is stupid. I, I couldn't 
possibly care any less about uh, a matchup. Um, he's seen, what, almost 40 targets in his past four games. Um, and I just think 7K is just far too cheap. Um, but I think you could tell yourself a, a pretty reasonable story for a couple guys in this range. Elliot, is there a, is there another any other guys in this range that you're interested in? Yeah, I call him Fat Christian McCaffrey. Leonard Fournette is in play for me every week. Um, <laughs> credit to John Proctor on that one. But um, for, Fournette plays like a ninety percent of the snaps. He sees six plus targets in every game. He's gonna carry the workload. You know what, twenty plus carries. And if they get down big, he's gonna see a bigger workload anyway. That I mean, the touchdown regression is you know. Having such bad touchdown luck, if you, that's what you want to call it, is basically the only reason why he's not RB2 on the season. And at 7,800 in a good matchup, I think Fournette, it continues to be a value. I, I mean, Kamara at 7K is also too cheap. Uh, but at 7,800, like if Forn, it's we're recording this Wednesday night, right? So it's tough to know ownership projections accurately. But if Fournette's ownership is anywhere close to Henry, to me, he's the much better bet. Yeah, For, Fournette instantly became my favorite player when he had that interview and they asked him what he did during his bye week. And he was like, absolutely nothing. Just <laughs> shout out to Leonard Fournette, man, live your best life. Um, but yeah, no, I agree in terms of work w- workloads. Like he, he is the only one comparable to Christian McCaffrey. Not, not to that extent, but pretty close. He's game script proof. Uh, I, I think that again, yeah, like you said, he's in play every week at, at his current price tag. Uh, and I do think you just should don't. throw Le'Veon Bell into the mix, yeah. too, at 7,200. Hasn't been as involved, maybe, as we'd like to see recently. But that matchup versus the Dolphins, that's that's what you want to target. And he did play 63 out of 74 snaps last week. So if the game script goes a little bit better for him this week and he's on the field that much against the Dolphins, he might be able to do some uh, some things for you at 7,200. Yeah, just word to the wise. If you're if you're playing Fournette, just don't watch. Like, don't watch him play. Like, just just see what the score ends up being, but don't watch him actually. Like on a football field, it's not it's not an, a, a very appetizing experience. No, there's there's one to two plays a game that's appetizing, and then the rest <laughs> of it is him going for one zero or negative one. The, that, my favorite set of the year is what the game against the, the first game against the Titans. Right, he had a sixty nine yard rush. Uh, the the right. last play of the game and finished with 17 carries for 66 yards. Like, <laughs> yeah. way, his prop bet was 69 yards. Could you yeah, imagine betting on he, someone's like, barely over? hit it? Yeah. No, he didn't hit it. He didn't hit it. Yeah. He he rushed for 69 yards on one carry and had 60 more carries and did not get his prop. I know because I bet the over 69 and a half. <laughs> what a legend. Yeah, that that uh, carry from like the two last week was just. Uh, like he, the guy can't get out of his own way. It's amazing that he is getting paid millions of dollars to do anything. All right, let's uh, let's get to the uh, the cheaper plays. We'll talk really anybody six k or lower. Who's your favorite option in this tier, Elliot? And also, just specifically, talk a little bit about Patrick Laird because he started out as kind of like a industry, like I want to say it was like a social experiment. Like to see like how high we could get this guy's ownership on people, you know, like that have never heard of him and who probably shouldn't have been in play. But all of a sudden now he's starting to look like a more reasonable option. So he's 4,100. Do you like him? And who else in this, you know, sub 6K price range is viable? Yeah, uh, with Patrick Laird, um, you know, that was, like you said, a fun social experiment. He got more snaps last week because Balazs got hurt in game. They signed Zenner. I think he's probably looking closer to 50 to 60% of the snaps uh, this week. But I really want to see if, if Zenner's not active, I think it'll bump Laird because then they'll only have Gaskin and Laird. And he's he's a talented pass catching back. Um, though, if you have McCaffrey and Laird in your lineup, you have more white running backs on your fantasy team than any NFL team's ever had on their team. <laughs> um, At least since like the 1970s Redskins. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, one guy real quick that I'll mention above 6K and then I'll just answer your question only is that I think Josh Jacobs is good leverage on Derrick Henry at 6,500 because they're both kind of a little bit game script dependent backs 
And if Jacobs is having a good script, it means that Jacob uh, that Henry's probably in trouble. Um, and Jacobs is probably going to get overlooked this week. But that's kind of an ownership leverage play. So I'm going to mention a guy, and I want to start it by saying that he is complete dust. Yes, it looks horrendous. But Devonta Freeman touched the ball 17 times and had five targets. And he takes on the Carolina Panthers, who have allowed far and away the most rushing touchdowns. Darius Geis and Adrian Peterson, you know, both looked awesome last week. You basically just run on the Carolina Panthers, and you have success. He's 5,400. He's going to be involved in the pass game. You know, their their pass here, the issue is that he's horrendous. But the volume, the snaps, the weighted opportunity, everything, the matchup um, – you know, they're, what, three-point home favorites. Everything you look for is there other than the fact that he looks completely washed. Elliot, I just want you to know that I have personally recommended Devonta Freeman on this show in weeks past. And Matt Jones and some of our other guests have tried to literally laugh me out of the podcast studio. So I appreciate you coming on here and bringing some wisdom for a change. Oh, because man. at the running back position, volume is king, and he is still getting volume. So I, I agree. I think he's certainly in play in a good matchup. That 10.4 on Thanksgiving night was just chef's kiss emoji. <laughs> Our man well, had... Don't play him against the Saints. two <laughs> opportunities and had 10 point, That's That's like hard to do. Yeah, that's like, that's like Leonard Fournette uh, efficiency there. But if you knew right now... Against the Carolina Panthers, he's getting 22 opportunities. You're playing him for 5,400, right? I guess. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I think, I, I think I'm going elsewhere. I don't think I'm going to land on that. But if I uh, guaranteed you 22 touches for 5,400 at the running back position against the worst defense in the NFL against running backs, yeah. and I didn't tell you who it was, you would lock him in. But if I told you it was Freeman, you'd be uncomfortable. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, Jones. Instead of just hating on our plays, why don't you give us one of your own? You, you just did that. Like, I wasn't going to say anything. I was going to be nice. I wasn't going to bring any any of this up. But yeah, you but had that's to. Not, that's not entertaining. You, you had to poke the bear. So, um, I don't know. I mean, I think that, like, as, as far as, like, super touchdown dependent, not really involved in the, uh, in the passing game. Running backs go. I think Mark Ingram is somewhat interesting this week at 5,900. I don't think anybody's going to be on him. Um, obviously, there's the uh, you know the elephant in the room is that Lamar Jackson is probably going to have more rushing attempts than him, uh, like he did last week, which is obviously a concern. But you know these games that he's found the end zone, um, he's been super useful, and he's never really uh, that owned. So. Um, he's a guy that I'm, I'm somewhat interested in, definitely not a cash play, but, uh, for GPPs, I think he's fine. It all, all signs point to Dalvin cook playing. Um, I guess he was limited today, but they, uh, they said like, he can't really, it's just like pain tolerance or whatever. Um, but if for some reason he was like, they realized that they don't need him against the lions cause the lions are garbage. Um, then like, I think Madison at 4,500 would be. Uh, a reasonable play in uh, in tournaments. Madison would concern me, I think, just because his ownership, you know, would get way up there, and I could see a little bit of a timeshare situation with him and Abdullah. I don't know if it would with with Laird almost at the same price. I think that would be interesting to see how the ownership shook out. But I, I guess Cooks out, Madison would be the chalk running back of the week. I think. It, the, the thing with Madison that I think is interesting is actually playing him in large field GPPs only because Dalvin Cook's injury is basically a pain tolerance thing. And he tried to play through it last week, and the second he got hit once, he was on the ground crying. And that's not me like trying to be dramatic. He was legitimately on the ground crying. Um, 4,500, he'd definitely have some ownership against the Lions. So somebody that I am looking at in this price range is Jamal Williams. He has like kind of quietly become the best fantasy running back in Green Bay. Uh, I know that we all hate it. Like as a fantasy community, we love Aaron Jones. We all think that he is tremendously better than Jamal Williams. But the coaching staff, for one reason or another, just doesn't seem to care. So uh, they're like <laughs> 14 point favorites this week against the Redskins. Um, Jamal is 
the preferred option in the pass game for the Packers right now. So if he gets his usual target share and then maybe sees a couple of extra, you know, carries down the stretch in a, in a potential blowout, I think he's reasonable at 4,800. I do question the upside. Like he hasn't really displayed a ton of ceiling this year. So with that in mind, maybe he's not the best uh, tournament play, but I do think as far as like a, a cash game option, I think he's pretty safe at 4,800. Yeah. All right, Elliot, anybody else that we uh, that we should mention here before we get to wide receivers? Um, I I think we've kind of nailed it. I mean, paying attention to what's going on in the Kansas City Chiefs backfield this week, I think is worth mentioning. Um, if we're talking about like an extreme punt, right, everyone always wants the sub 4K running back. There's not really a guy this week. If I had to pick one, though, Duke Johnson's 3,900. Yes. Uh, yep. um, that's too cheap. You know, Deshaun Watson talked about going into that Patriots game. They need to get him more involved in the pass game. And then they targeted him six times. He had 54 yards. Like, he's he's extremely talented. And on 10-plus touches, he can score 20-plus points. Um, it's the, the thing is, is it a Carlos Hyde game with them being nine-and-a-half-point favorites? But at 3,900, that would probably be my favorite sub-4K running back of the week. Yeah, we also should, should mention the Denver situation. Uh, you know, Royce Freeman is questionable at the moment. I, I I don't think he's really like in in a ton of jeopardy of not playing. But if he were to miss, it becomes pretty hard to avoid Philip Lindsay. I think. I mean, Lindsay's been getting the majority of the work anyway. But knowing that uh, Freeman isn't there, even to siphon away some of the passing game work, would make him a, a you know a pretty viable option at fifty three hundred. Yep. All right, let's talk about Harry's. Uh, If you're looking for a great gift for someone in your life, don't go with a dull, cliched gift like socks, wallets, or a tie. Uh, I seriously can't even remember the last time I wore a tie to something other than a wedding. Like, a tie in 2019 um, is about as useful in as Devonta Freeman in fantasy. Like, break (laughs) break them out on a rare occasion and that's about it. Uh, so why not get them something to use every single day? Harry's is a gift that's both thoughtful and practical. It's a great deal for both you and him. Holiday sets start at just $20, which is well within most secret Santa limits. Blade refills only cost just $2, so your guy will save money over time. It comes in a ready-to-gift, handsome holiday gift box. Plus, your gift gives back 1% of each sale will be donated to charitable organizations. And it's always nice to do something for charity over the holidays. As a special offer for fans of the show, we've partnered with Harry's to give you $5 off any shave set, including their limited edition holiday sets, when you go to harrys.com slash bluewire. Plus, you will get free shipping. Each Harry set comes with a weighted handle, an option to engrave your razor, five blade razor cartridges, a foaming shave gel for a rich lather, a travel cover to protect your blades, and a handsome holiday gift box. Free shipping ends on December 16th, so act now. Go to harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire. All right, wide receivers. Uh, Michael Thomas 8300 this week, that feels like a bargain compared to what we have paid for him in the past uh, this season, but he does have a tough matchup versus the 49ers. He's also coming off one of his worst performance of the season, just six catches for 48 yards with no touchdowns. Uh, Elliot, should we get right back on the Michael Thomas bandwagon this week? Yeah, I mean, I think Michael Thomas is matchup proof. I think the that first in terms of opponent ranking, will keep his ownership down combined with him busting on Thanksgiving. Um, I probably won't go too heavy. I tend to not want to pay up that much for wide receiver. But, you know, when you see two-thirds of the wide receiver targets and you have the equity he does in the offense for, you know, touchdowns and target share and air yards, he becomes such a safe player that I think we saw his absolute floor last week. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think... uh... there's no way that I'm going to have zero Michael Thomas. Um, I'm trying to figure out how to, how to get up there in cash. It really depends on a couple of, uh, a couple injury situations, but 
Um, like if, if Taysom Hill doesn't score those two touchdowns and, you know, one of those goes to Thomas, then this, the ownership is completely different. The price is completely different. Um, so I think we're getting, uh, we're getting a steal at, at 8,300. Yeah. The Taysom Hill game last week. Uh, hopefully that's something we never have to endure again. Just, the I worst. just, yeah, just the ultimate vulture, even block the punt, giving them a nice short field position. Just. Done with Taysom Hill. Uh, we've I've said this at least a couple of times this year, and it seems to backfire every time I say it. But as far as like a cash build goes, he's the third priority for me, right? Like I want to get McCaffrey in. That's like a must. Then Lamar Jackson and then Thomas. So Thomas is sort of like the first guy to cut, assuming we don't have, you know, like obvious value plays and can jam them all in. Uh, so naturally he will go for, you know, another – Nice 30-plus point fantasy outing, but <laughs> he's somebody for sure that I want in GPPs if we're going to get him at reduced ownership and a reduced price tag. Like, he still is the best fantasy wide receiver in football. He has the highest ceiling by a pretty considerable margin. He probably has the highest floor as well. So uh, I like Thomas quite a bit for tournaments. Um you know, I'm not necessarily looking to like stack up the Saints and Breeze, but I think as a one-off play, grabbing Thomas gives you pretty good exposure to uh, to the entire New Orleans passing game. Yep. So this is obviously a big slate. We've got 13, te- uh, 13 games to choose from, 26 teams. With that in mind, the 7K plus tier at wide receiver is pretty loaded. So... Is there a guy from, let's say, DJ Moore at 7K up to Tyreek at 8,100? Uh, is there somebody in that range that you are prioritizing this week, Mr. Jones? Um, I think that it, the most popular option will probably end up being uh, either Devontae or DeAndre Hopkins. I, I, I am kind of leaning Hopkins for the savings. And he's seen, what, eight targets in almost every single game this year. There was one where he saw seven. um, And he hasn't had a game below 15 DraftKings points since week four. Um, So he's a guy that I'm certainly interested in. I think uh, I I kind of alluded to it before, but I think that this... uh, this game could be could be somewhat interesting. Um, and then the uh, Edelman at 7,100, I think that game is going to go like way over. So uh, I think having exposure to him makes a little bit of sense since he's had double-digit targets in seven straight weeks, I think, now. I think he leads the league in end zone targets too, doesn't he? That um, sounds right. So, I mean, Edelman's just – he's a cash play every week because he's got such a high floor because his targets are so catchable. Right. You know, they're not necessarily down the field. If he ever does get over 100 yards, it's on like 11 catches and he's probably going to have two touchdowns and he can break the slate. Yeah. You know, um, I think Ed, Edelman is a fantastic call. Um, I have a weekly tradition of putting Mike Evans in my best lineups uh, when he does not hit. So I'm going to do that <laughs> again this week. Uh, there's, there's nothing like looking at last week and seeing Robert Woods and Tyler Higby and. Uh, a bunch of just stacked dudes, and then Mike Evans is hanging out in that lineup with his 11 targets. But, you know, at the end of the day, volume is what we're chasing, and big play volume is there for Mike Evans, and we know he can break a slate. So he's in play for me every single week. And that's 7,200 for, you know, 40%. The guy who leads the league in air yards and is going to see 8 to 14 targets, I'm going to take my shot every week on it. Yeah, I, I think both of those calls make a lot of sense. Uh, I also want to just throw Stefan Diggs out there. Uh, I I know that people might be concerned about the, the matchup versus Darius Slay, but the Lions can't cover anybody right now. And Diggs torched them for over 24 DK points. The first time they met this season, he did that without finding the end zone. So if he could score a touchdown and, he, and he's found you know, some long touchdowns pretty recently. I think that he makes sense. He's a nice opportunity to kind of target him at low ownership coming off of a a poor performance last week. I think that he makes some sense regardless of what happens with Adam Thielen. But obviously if Thielen is out, Diggs becomes, you know, instead of just a a 1A, 1B situation, he becomes the focal point really of that passing game. So 
another guy in that range that I'm sort of looking at. All right, let's uh, let's move down. Who are some guys in the mid range or or even the value tier that you're looking at this week, Elliot? Yeah, so in the mid range, there's a couple guys that catch my eye. Um, one is Cortland Sutton, who's been playing at an unbelievably high level. Last week, he came out and lit up the Chargers and Casey Hayward. Unfortunately, the Broncos played most of the game from uh, with a lead, so Drew Locke only attempted 28 passes. This one looks like kind of the reverse game script as a nine-point underdog. If they throw 40-plus times in this one, you could be looking at 10 to 12 Cortland Sutton targets. And, you know, he's been making plays down the field and been playing probably as a top 15 wide receiver in the NFL this season. We've seen him, you know, go over 20 points a bunch of times this year. So I, I think that Drew Locke's also a better vertical passer than Joe Flacco or uh, Alan R at this point in their career. So I think that he's interesting. One guy, if if Chris Harris is able to limit DeAndre Hopkins or if DeAndre Hopkins becomes chalk this week, the obvious pivot is Will Fuller. Now, he's only had two ceiling games, and one of them was, what, the ceiling game, right? 56 DK points. <laughs> um, I think at 5,500, he's intriguing in that matchup as well, kind of attacking who's not uh, being covered by Chris Harris. So those are a couple mid-tier guys that I have interest in this week. Jones. Yeah, I like all those calls. I think uh, I think Parker um, at sixty nine hundred has sort of emerged as uh, as just a ridiculous option week to week. He has forty one targets over the past month, and he's one of three guys who has seen uh, over five hundred air yards uh, in the past four games, joining DJ Moore and Calvin Ridley. Uh, so he's a guy that I'm somewhat interested in for tournaments. I'm not going to, there's no way I'm going to get there in, uh, in cash, but, um, I'll probably just continue to continue to punt money away on Tyler Boyd, uh, and Christian Kirk and just, uh, you know, just curl into the fetal position when they have 27 targets between the two of them and have like 18 DraftKings points total. Um, but I just, I just can't get away from it. I think that, you mentioned Dalton before. I think Dalton to Boyd um, is is going to be a, a stack that I'm definitely considering this week. Hey, Boyd's gotten there for you two weeks in a row, so you know, yeah. don't don't be too hard on your guy here. Well, well, the problem, the the reason why it was disappointing last week was he had, I believe, seven of those targets in the first half, and it was just looking like an utter smash. And then he had three targets down the stretch in the second half. Granted, uh, that's again, what happens that, that when you game's... play a porous team like the Jets. But right, so that game script is probably uh, very unlikely to happen again. But it that part was just to, like it felt worse than it actually was because he had probably fourteen DraftKings points at halftime and finished with seventeen. Yeah, that, I mean, I, I'm just messing with you on on him. Of course, I get it. Take uh, it away, Devonte Parker. I think I think the fantasy industry owes him an apology. Like we all read the reports during the off season, like I don't know, guys, maybe this is the year for Devonte Parker. And the fantasy community didn't just like disparage him; they were mean to him. So Devonte, I mean, if you're listening, understandably so. <laughs> I feel like you I would like to add to, me because I made a lot of training camp jokes. I, I would Devonte like Parker's to, playing like he thinks it's training camp. <laughs> extend an apology and olive branch from the fantasy community i mean no. listen if there's anything that the fantasy community can kept can get behind it's patrick laird and patrick laird says that Devonte parker is one of the best receivers in football so yeah he's well, he's always going to be in play for me with you know a, at least in this situation i have a best ball championship this week and there's 24 teams in it and i think like 15 have Devonte parker so and i don't so I, I would just, really like for him to take a week <laughs> off. <laughs> I just can't wait. Well, that's like you you have to play him on DraftKings then because that's like the ultimate life hedge. Like you'll you'll be golden either way. But I, I think that like he whatever, this isn't a season long show, but he's gonna be overdrafted next year and he's gonna be just a complete disappointment. But I talked about that on the uh, on the fantasy report with uh, Blair and Hassan earlier this week, so we don't have to rehash that. Yeah, let's. I mean, let's see what they do at quarterback before we make any of those decisions. It doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, on the opposite side of that game, the Jets, I think, will be you know appealing targets. Robbie Anderson, you mentioned earlier in the show, fifty one hundred. 
Uh, he has definitely seen a, a spike in volume. He had 10 targets last week. He scored each of the two weeks before that. So I think he has some appeal versus Miami. And you could also go with Jameson Crowder. He's kind of been, you know, the opposite. Like as Anderson's role grows, it seems like Crowder's has shrunk a bit. But that said, Crowder did still see nine targets last week. He just managed only two catches for eight yards. So maybe this is a week where you can go back to the well with him. But I think that the, the Jets passing game options make some sense in this price range. Yep. All right, let's uh, let's get into tight ends. But before we do that, let's talk about my bookie. Are you the type of guy that knows football so well that you could choose any game and call it? If you are, my bookie is the place for you because they let you turn all that knowledge into cash in your wallet. Between football season, NBA, college basketball season, it's time to get off the sidelines and get in on the action with my bookie. If you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little to win a lot, try a parlay. For instance, if you like a couple of the big favorites this week, parlays are perfect because they let you bet multiple games together for a much larger payout. So if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and go to mybookie.ag because no one gives you more ways to win. If you join right now, mybookie will match your deposit all the way up to $1,000. That's a 100% deposit bonus. Just use promo code ROTOVIS to activate the offer. Once again, promo code ROTOVIS to take advantage of MyBookie's generous sign-up offer. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, and you get paid. All right, Travis Kelsey is the most expensive option at the tight end position. He's 6200 uh, Right behind him are Austin Hooper and George Kittle. Any of these guys standing out to you this week? Jones, I mean, Hooper has been your boy all year. Are you just plugging him right back in if he's back in the lineup? Um, I don't know. He was limited. Um, you know, he returned to practice this week, which is good, but, um, I don't really know that I'm going to be able to pay up, uh, definitely not in cash. Um, so yeah, I, I, I kind of want to wait a week and see if, uh, if he's even active, we'll, we'll see about that, but I don't know that I'm going to just, just plug him right back in. Um, there's there's too many cheaper options that I like to to really pay all the way up. And I'm like we've talked about already, like if you're going to try to get Lamar McCaffrey and Michael Thomas into a lineup, you're not paying for Austin Hooper. So, um, Elliot, are you are you interested in any of these uh, this like sort of little top tier here? No, I I'm team punt tight end basically every single week. Um and it's super fun when Austin Hooper's doing nothing to the last drive and gets four catches and catches a touchdown. And then they get the onside <laughs> kick and then somehow gets another one. And then you go from like top 10 to like 200. That's that's always fun. So I'm glad that's going well for somebody. Um, <laughs> Travis Kelsey is too cheap at 6,200, but I'm probably not going to pay up. There's a couple guys, you know, in the 4K range that have really good matchups. Um, like Jack Doyle, I think, is probably more of a 5-plus K tight end right now with Hilton out and no Eric Ebron. He saw 11 targets last week. You you, you pass on the Bucks. He's going to see 8-plus targets, and the Bucks can't cover tight ends. He's probably one of the safer guys. And Vance McDonald, man, we're really going to push this. Uh, last week, we pushed it with Tyler Higby, right? Um, and this week, it, like this funnel defense, I know the flow chart has been debated. But McDonald has scored single-digit DK points in all but two games. What does he need in this one to prove that, once and for all, the flowchart is real? I would say (laughs) 60 yards and a touchdown proves the flowchart to me. Because Vance McDonald is not good, and people are going to play him at 4,300. I shouldn't even say he's not good. The Pittsburgh passing offense is not good. So, uh, I think you're right the first time. Hey, I, I kind of dig on Vance. That stiff arm that he threw last year and just like completely buried that guy. Uh, that he can was play cool. a little bit. Uh, but. Yeah, but yeah, like it, the fact that he's forty three hundred this week is solely because of the Cardinals' defense. So well, that's I, good. He should be. I'm done. I'm done with these three K <laughs> guys against the Cardinals going for twenty five points. I, I'll be honest. I miss it. I, I miss it already. Uh, yeah, I mean. Doyle crushed last week. I think uh, if you ended up going like double tight end last week with Doyle and Higby, you probably had a really good team. Uh, I ended up going with Higby. I think most people probably went with Higby, but like that overshadowed the fact that Doyle was was like a monster. So 
Uh, he's definitely, I mean, he's, he's way more expensive than he was last week, but there's a reason for that. So I, I think he makes a lot of sense at 4,600 as well. Um, Jones, I know that you, you love to go real cheap at tight end. So is there anybody, you know, below Doyle, below Vance McDonald that stands out to you? (laughs) Okay. Who do we got? I mean, the the real answer is just waiting on Greg Olson because Ian Thomas at twenty five hundred is just locked and loaded in the cash lineup right now, uh, <laughs> assuming Olson can't play because I think is what he uh, got a concussion I think something like that. Um, yeah, so Ian Thomas is definitely in play if Olson doesn't go, uh, and then I think. I think Kasiki is is a good play this week. He's 4K uh, right on the right on the number. He's had at least six targets in each of the last five games, um, so he's a guy that I'm I'm somewhat interested in. And before you, I know both of you, the Jets fans, Jamal. I, I get it. I know. I don't care. Um, don't care a little bit. Uh, <laughs> but those those are kind of my two uh, that I'm that I'm pretty interested in. And then. Um, if not, if if like I don't go there, or if I have the extra six hundred, like Jack Doyle is just going to end up being, uh, being the play. Not Nick Bennett. You don't want to play the Steelers number two tight end in the flow flow chart. Oh yeah, got it. Got to get right on that. <laughs> <laughs> You're right about Ian Thomas, by the way, because he'll he'll be like seventy percent in cash and yeah. like fifty percent in high dollar if he's twenty five hundred, and because he'll play ninety percent of the snaps. Right. All right, let's uh, let's wrap this thing up with defenses. Gonna keep it real simple, like usual. Uh, Elliot, who do you like at defense this week? Um, for me, I think the Ravens are playing at such an elite level right now with the way their their corners are playing. And Josh Allen is a guy that I'm comfortable targeting. I know he's played better of late, but we've seen, uh, especially against higher end competition, him. Him struggle at 2,900. I don't tend to like road defenses as much, but um, I think they're intriguing. The Colts play the Bucks, which means Jameis Winston's playing, which means that that team has a chance to be defense one and they're 2,400. They're locked and loaded to some points, right? I mean, he has, isn't he top three in the NFL or top two in the NFL in interceptions, fumbles, and sacks? Like it's, I think that sounds right. What a legend. And they're, and they're 2,400. Uh, they're probably the punt defense for me this week. Well, Jones, they're twenty four hundred. Uh, that's way too expensive for me. <laughs> you've got Washington sitting down there at seventeen hundred. You already uh, know they've actually been pretty good the past two weeks. So yeah, they, they've had thirteen sacks the last two weeks. They've been getting after it, man. I'm Bill assuming Callen Allen has those guys. Kyle Allen doesn't count as getting sacks against <laughs> Kyle. Allen and Jeff Driscoll. Oh man, that's uh there's just a zero percent chance that I'm playing anybody but Washington in any lineup. I love you, man. You're so you're just so committed to this and honestly it's been working for you, so who am I to to say it's a bad play? Like <laughs> on I'm cash just... especially, because in defense the def- the difference between four and eight points in a defense in cash is not huge. Right. You just get sunk. The thing that was sinking everybody was, and I'm sorry to interrupt, but the first four or five, six weeks of the season where the Patriots would be like 50% owned in cash, and then all of a sudden their defense would score 37 points. That was <laughs> yeah. when it was killing you. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah like, like I said, wasn't th- this, has been, this has been my whole thing the whole time. Like, unless, I mean, tournaments are different, obviously, but unless there's a defense that really just, like, completely runs away with it and gets a couple of touchdowns or something like you're you're never really going to be killed um and even if you pay up what are your chances of getting on that right defense anyway so i will just continue i i mean i wish i had that extra 200 somehow because 17 is a little pricey for me um but yeah i think i think 1500 for washington is is where i'm headed my rule of thumb in general is always the defense is my the last piece of the lineup i built Right. Yeah. All right. I think that's going to do it. Uh, Elliot, thanks again for coming on the program. We really appreciate it. Make sure to follow Elliot over at at Elliot Chris on Twitter if you aren't already doing so. Uh, for Matt Jones, who you can find on Twitter at Matt Jones TFR. I'm Matt LaMarca at Matt LaMarca. Thanks for tuning in. 
Thank you for listening to On the Daily, the Road of His Daily fantasy sports podcast powered by Road of His Radio. And special thanks to Randy E. Aguabo for the introduction. Please review the podcast on iTunes under the established Road of His Radio feed. Contact us via email on the daily DFS at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter at on the daily DFS. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.